everyone, it is the live lounge with me, Phil Bars, and I'm always joined by Jonathan and Jack Gobby Garwood, and we are going to talk darting nonsense for the next few hours. Plenty to talk about. Gentlemen, how are we? Well, one of, one of you's all right. The other one, I don't know how he is. <laughs> it's coming, Rome. It's coming, Rome. It's coming. Football's coming, Rome. Oh, it's a beautiful day. The sun's been shining, the birds have been singing, and England have failed miserably in a tournament once again in football. Good evening, everyone. I love it. Drink the tears in. I invited this clown. I invited this clown. <laughs> Drink them in, boys. I yeah. swear you'll never see anything like this again. Go watch it. Uh, Drink it in. Yeah. How did you not get on? Oh, Happiest I've been for weeks. They're still talking about Thierry Henry's handball. What's that? We're still talking about Thierry Henry's handball. Yeah, no, that's the worrying thing. They're about to expand the tournament to 32 teams. It's already the easiest tournament to qualify for. And they failed. And they're about to expand it even more. And they still won't really get there. No, no. You know what? It's better to not be in the tournament because that would then you don't get the heartache like you did. So happy days. Good evening again, everybody. England have lost. Uh, I don't and remember. More importantly, I got yeah, well, there's surprise. But more importantly, we are. Yeah, but more importantly, more importantly than any of that, genuinely, more important than any of that, it is the build-up to the greatest week in darts. I am. I can't tell you how excited I am. For this time next week, we will be in Blackpool. We'll be two nights into the Betfred World match play. Love it. Can't wait. I'll tell you what, the chat room is already absolutely stacked, everyone. Welcome along. So many names. Daniel's in, Reese is in, Becky is in, of course. Craig, how are we doing? Uh, Raven, as always, of course, Missy is in. Wouldn't be the same if she wasn't. Juanita, how are you doing? Hope you are good. Uh, Tommy is absolutely stacked. Um, Jonathan, Carl, some guy called Jarlot in the chat room. Uh, I don't know who he is. Um, Tugboat no, is nonsense, by the way. The first Tugboat time I've ever in. been late for a show, by the way. <laughs> Normally, me and Phil are uh, chatting away for 20 minutes, and Jarlot's like, Oh, yeah, I'll be there in 10. I'm just going, Fucking Audi. I'm late for one show, yeah. and I'm not even that late. Um, Saldor, Kieran. Um, Carl from Darts Tracker is in. Hope you are well, mate. Joe, Paldrick, how are we all doing? God, I tell you what, it's absolutely stacked. Peter is in. Tugboat's in as always. Um, Boise says he's waiting in the oh, chat yeah. room if he wants to kick Jar off. Um, absolutely <laughs> welcome along, everyone. Please. A absolutely <laughs> stacked me. already. Massively appreciate your support. Remember, give us a thumbs Thank up you. and make sure you subscribe to the channel because we've got some unbelievable content across the match play in association with the title sponsors, Betfred, and we cannot wait. However, you have to wait for the match play just a little bit because something happened before that, which we need to talk about before we get there, gentlemen. There was just five days of darting nonsense in commentary, four days of Super Series, and then one day of Strongest Will Survive because everyone was absolutely knackered. That that I'll be honest with you. Can I just say very very quickly? Everybody, yeah, <laughs> everybody that was involved. 
We don't know what's coming from a show normally. And then you're like, oh, yeah, let's do this one. I've had no prep. Yeah. (laughs) Well, everybody that watched us on Friday, by the way, in particular, during those Eurotour qualifiers, thanks for sticking with us. It was a very, very long slog. But we got there in the end, and we're glad that you joined us, and we're glad that you're back with us here because, as you say, build up to the greatest week in sport, in the sport. The match play is here, the Betfred World match play. Phillips going to Blackpool on Friday. I'm up there from Sunday night, and then I'm off to Manchester as well because, don't forget, this is the last live round as well before the Champions Series of Mad Darts as well, and we're going to be there on Friday afternoon in Manchester, yeah, which I'm very much looking forward to getting over there. To get everything covered for you guys so we don't miss anything. We don't like missing it. Um, Paddy is in as well. Evening all. Um, so, yeah, massive. The, the next 10 days is going to be absolutely stacked here on Nine Darts. Cannot wait to bring it to you all as it happens. Um, let's go Let's go all the way back, which, which seems a long, long time ago now, but that this kind of all, all happened. Uh, let's get me right one up. As I was preloading. Cheers, Lewis. Cheers, uh, cheers, Josh. Cheers, Lewis. Whoever it is, you made the graphics. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 don't cheers them. Not this week. First of all, Stephen Bunting ends a five and a half year wait, I think it was, for a PDC title. Yeah. And before a dart was thrown on Monday, he wasn't in the match play. He certainly was after this. And just a good day of darts from, from the bullet guys. Solid. Joe, I'll let you go first, because I'm obviously not got anything loaded up. With the world's slowest laptop. Well, that's a surprise. You need to update your kit, mate. Yeah, there we go. I'll be surprised. No, look, the biggest the biggest issue for me with Bunting, well, the biggest, not issue, issue's the wrong word. The biggest surprise for me about Bunting is the fact that like he'd been threatening this. It wasn't like it, it came out of absolutely nowhere. He's been threatening this. He made a couple of quarterfinals, made a couple of semifinals on the Pro Tour this year, was just starting to really do well. And then he's come out of nowhere and won a final. Out of completely out of nowhere. And we talked about this before. You just need sometimes, especially in that last week, where you just need one final run towards the match play. And you get there. And that's exactly what he did. He delivered it. It was brilliant. And I'm so stacked for the bullet that he managed to win the final because people, like you say, we always say on this show, you get to know the dart players really, really well. You get to learn about them off the hockey, and like in particular with, with, with Bullet as well. We spoke to him on the old show back in the day. And a Bullet was one of the nicest people that we ever had on the show. We actually take credit, don't we, God? Because since he's spoken to us on the old show, He's now become a, a very good player again on the cusp of the top 16. So, long story short, now he's one like of the new three weeks before the match played two years ago and he went on to make the quarterfinal, I think it was. He was absolutely superb yeah. that week. So, if anyone else is struggling, come and, come and, have, a, come and have a chat down the blow with us. <laughs> I mean, he, he took yeah. out. I mean, it wasn't like, as well, it wasn't that he took out no, you know, he didn't take out nobodies. He took out the what he took out the number one seed at the time in Joe Cullen on his run. He then goes and beats Barney, who was on a renaissance run again, looking towards Blackpool, and um, which I'm sure you'll talk about. Lovely that uh, you know, it's such a shame that he's not there. Uh, took, takes out the world number one off the back of that, and then he goes and takes out the defending match play champion 
It's not like he beat, for the want of better phrase, bums. He beat some top quality talent on there. The bullet is in a real good spot. And I mean, the only issue I think is that it, that section of the draw that he's in for the macro that we'll come on to a little bit later, that section of the draw is a real tough one for him. Yeah, um, completely. But he booked his place with a win. And then from there, this gentleman has been threatening this for an awful long time. And at last, Doby delivers. Chris Doby wins his maiden PDC ranking title. And again, he wasn't mathematically in after this, but he'd given himself a huge, huge shot and he came from nowhere. The phrase not mathematically secure has, has done my own head in, so I dread to think about everybody <laughs> else sat watching. Um, look, he was he was superb, but he, he's been in the conversation for next cab off the rank for, for a long time now to pick up a Pro Tour title or to deliver on just the ability the lad's got. We've seen him in some absolutely unbelievable matches that often haven't quite gone his way. But this is just that extra step now that gives him that platform to build on. He is a title winner in the PDC. Nobody can take that away from him. And he's just got a little bit more freedom to, to go out and play darts the way that he can. Yeah, and look, got a bit of luck in the final jar. Jose missed some, some darts. But for once, to win a title, not just a ranking one, TV one, we always say you need a little bit of luck along the way. Yeah, of course you do. And like, again, he, he came through some very, very good talent throughout the day. He beat first player to beat Stephen Bunting at the Super Series at the time. Beat Johnny Clayton, who I consider to be among the best people players in the world, if not the best player in the world currently on form. You've got the likes of Luke Humphreys, who of course has made numerous Pro Tour finals already this year and a UK Open final. And then you've got Jose de Sousa, the man who just loves being able to count, uh, of course, loves to be able to hit a maximum, does Jose. And more importantly than that, Adobe, it's the it's the start of something for him now. He's been around the PDC that long, but it, it's a crying shame that he would never win a Pro Tour title. Never mind a television one. But maybe that is the monkey off his back that he needs. And now he can play with a bit more freedom to go. Do you know what? I've won one. I can do it. And again, that section of the draw that he's in could be interesting. Don't get me wrong. And potentially could play, could be a rematch of the Players Championship final in the World Match Play in round two. Potentially as well. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and like we say, we've seen Doby go deep in TV events. In the quarterfinals, sorry. Um, as, in uh, in the well. quarterfinals, sorry, not round two. In, in quarterfinals, not yeah. round two. Excuse me. Yeah, we, we, we've seen him go deep in TV tournaments. We know the game is there. The 107 average to beat Mike Kleimanhausen. This boy can go on and win TV titles. There's no doubt about that. And hopefully this is the, the shot and the bit of belief that he needs. Um, Kyle, darts tracker, um, superb. Um, if you don't follow him on Twitter, make sure you head over, follow Darts Tracker. So Dovey was superb. His opponents averaged 99.63 throughout PDC 18. Um, yeah, look, to beat people like that, that's absolutely top class. Solid. Solid, solid. Yeah, real. That's what you're going to get at the pro level. This standard keeps getting better and better. Yeah. And then from this one, again, this man has been threatening this for a while. He got to a final in Germany and he said it helped him into this one. Roger is in the winner's circle. He was already going to Blackpool because he's solid on the floor. But this gives him, again, like Dobie, confidence that I'm now a winner in the PDC heading to the Winter Gardens. 
it's it's absolutely massive ferocity. Is one of the nicest guys I've ever met on the tour. Like hands hands down. The first couple of times I've met him and and I looked out for his results and that sort of thing, though, I was concerned that he was going to turn into a bit of a, a journeyman, someone that wouldn't quite crack the top sixty-four. Might be a bit up and down, but his performances in the last couple of years. European tour has been superb. Pro tour's been getting better and better. He's pushed people in TV games as well. He keeps getting better and better and better. And he was around as a youth player, but he seemed to be peaking now or pushing his development on a lot more now that he's. I think if you speak to Ross and say, "What about your early darts career?" He'll probably tell you, like a lot of the lads will, that he got caught up in being a professional dart player for a little bit in in the atmosphere and the lifestyle that comes with it. He's, he's a little bit older, a little bit more mature now, and it's showing in his darts, I think. Oh, completely. You know completely what? I've got a great story about... his head and stuff like I've that. I've got a great story about Smudge. I've got a great story about Smudger, actually, that I don't know if we can share on air, but sorry, it's all right now. I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I remember it was the 2017, I'm going to say. I don't think it was 2018. It might be 2018, actually. Players' Championships in Minehead. And I bumped into uh, Jamie Lewis's, I think at the time, girlfriend, not sure if it's partner or fiancé now, Kylie. Uh, fiancé, I think. Yeah. So, but we were speaking with him, and obviously Jamie had just had his great run. It was 2018, actually, because the year before he qualified for the semi-finals course of the World Championships. And who comes, you know, in the back, this is in the gaming area at Butlins, where the bowling area is. Anybody who's been there will know where I'm on about in the bar, who comes genuinely stumbling in, it is Smudge. It's Ross Smith. He's absolutely... <laughs> game's over, by the way. I should say, this is, this is game over. He hasn't got to play, but he was absolutely out of it. And you just thought, blooming hell, he ain't going to do jackal in the PDC. He played on the Players' Championship Finals, had a game, and then was ready to have a good time for the rest of the weekend. All right? And if you'd have told me then that Smudge has now gone on to do what he's done, that's obviously my pro tour final. Do bits on a Euro tour, as Gobbs just said. I'd have laughed in your face. I'd have told you to stop drinking like him, <laughs> you know. But that is—that's the character, the way that Smudge has come back from it. He's come back, and he's an absolutely brilliant player. And again, the danger—he is a very, very real danger in this world match play. I really, genuinely believe that. Yeah, oh, com completely. Um... But great to see him in the winner's circle. And then from there, of course, it's the fourth day. So this man rocks up and wins. That's what happens on Super Series at the moment. Um, yep. Nico called it on the Monday with his new gold um, element 11 darts. It seemed to be going rather well. So no doubt we won't see them at the match play. No, I'm, I'm sure we'll see them for game one. Um, leg one. After that, yeah, yeah, leg one's more precise. Game one is a first visit. First visit. Yeah, after that, I can't promise you anything, but Peter Wright played sensational on that final day goal. As he always does. I mean, he's, he's just got into this habit. A couple of years ago, there was sort of a running, not even a joke, really. Gary Anderson used to turn up, win on a Saturday, and then lose first round on a Sunday. These these patterns just emerge in sport that make absolutely no sense. And Peter Wright, come the end of day four, turns it on every single time at the minute. He's been superb. Yeah. Oh, completely. Um, 
and it, it it was it was good. Good four days of competitive action in the Super Series. Um, before we move on from it, though, who are you now worried about heading into the match play from what you saw from the Super Series? I understand it's different floor to, to stage, but you'd rather have some winning under your belt heading to Blackpool. There's quite a few names, I think. Yes, there is. There, there, there is a few names that we're lost. Jermaine coming into the event now for Mensor Sulevich, who was, who was up to withdraw through illness. He's in absolutely no form. He's been clinging on. I don't think we've seen the best of Dave Chisnell since the World Championships. He's been struggling a bit. Ratajski hasn't really delivered this year so far. He looked okay for one of the days, but the rest of it, his name is just not popping up enough. Um, Glenn Doran is an absolute obvious contender for this, but I think we've spoken about Glenn more than enough at the minute in, in terms of this. Um, Joe Cullen missing that final week. We're not really sure why or, or pulling out. That's potentially an issue for him. Um, Daryl Gurney versus Ian White. They will both be absolutely rubbing their hands at the thought of that because they're both in zero form whatsoever. Um, yeah. I think that's about it. You've missed one glaring the obvious one, and he plays on opening night. Devin Peterson. Devin Peterson. Oh, yeah, Devin. Yeah, yeah. He's in an absolute world of trouble. Um, I'll be honest with you as well. I don't think Dirk's in the greatest of form at the moment. He seems to have slipped a little bit. I think a lot of the Pro Tour won... qualifiers are in a little bit of a slump, if you want me to be brutally honest. I think, I mean, again, to be honest with you, there isn't. There isn't like a standout candidate to go and win the match play. I think all of them at the moment, this is what we talk about in, in the game of darts at the moment, that all of them just have the peaks and troughs. I don't really think there's a standout candidate. I mean, Wadey? Wadey hasn't had that great a run of a form recently. He had, he had uh, a poor Super Series this time around, apart from the last day. But he's won the only, but he's what, but I uh, appreciate it was three months ago, but he's won the only ranked major so far this year. So, it's one of those. You know, I mean, White, obviously, you talked about Gurney and White. That game, I am amazed, amazed that that game is not in the afternoon. <laughs> I'm amazed about that. <laughs> maybe, like you say, maybe it's a crowd thing that they want Sweet Caroline to be belting around uh, on, on the first night of full capacity. I don't know. But I'm amazed that that game's not an afternoon game. Sweet Caroline is three weeks away from becoming the national anthem. <laughs> Well, he it would have been if he'd have won that. Right? He didn't. Hey! Neil Diamond going to be a multi-millionaire. <laughs> yeah. Neil Diamond, the, uh, just, yeah, just the water's for Sweet Caroline. It's the bloody roof, isn't it? For yeah. Okay, before He's we come on to the match, let's dive back into the chat room because you've all been talking about the Super Series. Some really good ones in here. Happy for Dobie, yeah. A lot of love for Dobes and Ross Smith, which is good. Um, Teresa has joined us as well. How are we doing? Um, uh, it's a good question there from Barry. We'll come on to that um, in question time, mate. Um, don't worry about that. I've noted it and seen it. Um, what else have we got? Just a lot of love for the Super Series. It was good. And, of course, sorry, we've I, got another. Go on, John. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm really I'm amazed. Look, do you know what? I'll wait until the match play we talk about this because I'm amazed at the, the, the name that is being branded around the chat room at the moment. Just 
Right. I'll wait until. Let, I'll wait let's until. Let's not wait because I, I know exactly what name you're going to say. And there are two things that stop this guy from being a genuine contender. At the minute, he's third favourite for the title, but he's in the toughest part yeah. of the draw and he's back to playing yes. in front of a crowd. Jose de Souza, yes. right now, arguably, is one of the best players in the world. He's performing at ridiculous at back end of the Prem and, and that sort of thing. But this is different. This can be a full capacity crowd, massively hot. Different animal, yeah. different animal. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, a couple of, uh, before we go on, Joe says, did you watch the CDC? Yeah, I absolutely loved it, to be fair. I thought the CDC was really, really good. Um, but yeah, we'll put the schedule up for Blackpool in a minute. Joe, he's got tickets as well, which is good. Um, so yeah, uh, evening, Ollie. Right, from there, I did nick, nick this one from... Um, I know Jimmy made this one because I was speaking to him on WhatsApp. Mm. Announced there is only standing room left for the whole tournament. We know the first three are reduced, but then after that, only standing room. Every seat in the Winter Gardens has been sold. Oi, oi, gentlemen. We are back. I love we're the standing back. room anyway. Forget, forget MVG being back. We're back. Darts is back. Get that meme out. Darts is back. All tickets gone. Best Only room at the bar. Yeah, I'm about to say, that's the best thing about the standing room anyway. I love the standing room at the match play. It's fantastic. You get to watch everybody behind the bar, basically try and get out and, and about behind a bar. But the standing room tickets are brilliant because you can just move about wherever you want. And that's why I'm glad that the... That standing room tickets are still going to be available. And I would, and Barzi, I know we say this every time, and I put a couple of tweets out today because this is how excited I am to go to Blackpool. And I never thought I'd ever say that I'm excited to go to Blackpool, but I am so excited to go to Blackpool. If you haven't ever been, particularly during the midweek, because and let me tell you, that Wednesday session, if results go that way, that Wednesday evening session in particular could be absolutely special. So, if you're thinking about going up, just for a night, just do a night, take a couple of days off work, come up to Blackpool and go, because it is the most special arena in all of darts. Go once and you will want to go every year. It is the most special venue on the calendar. So definitely, definitely go. If you want to go and grab a ticket, there aren't many, I know that, but if you want to go and grab a ticket to go and watch the return and watch the return to the most Brilliant venue in all of darts. Go. Yeah, completely. Um, so from the super series, um, someone asked, no, for the for the two, sorry, the three limited sessions, there's no standing, it's seating only. So the standing comes back from Monday. Monday. Yeah, Monday. Then from there, this was how it looked after Super Series. Top 16 in the order of merit and top 16 on the Protor Order of Merit. Um, there's a good question in the chat room. And the answer is, I don't know. We've had a press release. I'm just looking it's back. on the website either. You're going to ask if Two Clear Legs is back, aren't you? And it should be. These games are being decided on the winning think, of a bullseye is yeah. wrong. Too clear. I think it's. Me. I think it's going to be. Yeah, it has to be back. clear. Like it's like it was six legs. You know, first to six. Uh, you know, best of six for six, and then the next leg, the seventh leg, will be the deciding leg. I think that's back. 
Uh, no, G, I'm not. The, the, tonight I am on the orange squash there. Uh, Buxton, you know, I appreciate I'm, I'm using your water, but I'm having orange squash. Buxton DMs are open. <laughs> um, so, yeah, from there, we, from there we have... We're just going to beg every week, aren't we, until somebody actually messages us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I had to edit the draw as well. The, the, the new edit is up. So yes, that too. is also... That is also yeah, you could have put that on the WhatsApp. I'm staring at the old one. I don't think Mensa or Jermaine coming in is going to matter one bit, personally. But, you know, it is where we go. Um, so, the draw is up, ladies and gentlemen. This is the time where we now debate darting nonsense and try and work out who we think is going to come through the sections. Well, I just found the email from... Dave Allen. Let's... Wonderful Dave Allen. Why are you reading that? On the press release, each game must Who's be won clear? by two clear legs. Yes! Yes, so on, on the On the press release that we have, the two clear leg rule is back. Yes, I think that. that. Love that. Two clear goals as well. Sounds like a great. <laughs> 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 you scored um, them. You've been all right. So, so there we have it. Right, gentlemen, we know where we're going with this. Yeah. Let's start debating yeah, ties and how we think this is going to go down. Um, we'll do it in bracket order. Everyone in the chat room as well, come play along. We're going to go down to the semi-finals to start with. Who do we think is going to come out of each quarter of the draw? Starting well, um, section one. Are we going to go? Are we each going to say which section? Are we each going to say our four semi-finalists, or are we going to go section one? I think this person, then Gob, and then you. Or do you want to go all four? No, we'll, 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 we'll do. So we'll do it. We'll get to our four. All at once. Okay. Um, Section one. Section one is a tough one. And it's a tough one purely on the basis of the second round tie that could happen. If Johnny Clayton, i.e. for me, the best player in the world, currently right now, on form, gets through Dirt Van Dijvenboda in the tie of the round, him versus Gezi on Tuesday night could be very, very, very tasty indeed. And I'm really looking forward to this. Dimmy and Dave will, will, will give each other a good game, I think. I think Vincent could beat Dave Chisnell, to be fair. I really do. Do I think that Johnny's going to beat Gezi? Because Gezi's record at the match play is, since 2015, quite frankly, toss. Um, hmm. This Who is tighter than I think. What's that? You're knocking. I said, "Who is it?" It was funny if I didn't have to repeat it. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Jimmy gets out of that, gets into the quarterfinal where he plays. Uh, Sorry. He plays Johnny Clayton and Clayton beats Jimmy Vandenberg and Johnny Clayton makes a semi-final of the Betfred World match play. So, section one. Go on. 
I'm going you are to going for the ferret. That's going to be very tight indeed. But Gezi's record at the match play is not is nicked good. So but who do you think is coming it? out of the, um, the mess of section two? What me? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, again, I actually think that this is where we're going to see every time we always see a surprise semi finalist at the match play. We always come there and we all like, where the bloody hell did they come from? And this year. It's not really a surprise, I don't think. This is where someone mentioned about dark horses as well. And this is my dark horse. A certain cool hand is going to do the business. I think he's really time to make a maiden PD. Well, he made his maiden PDC final course at the UK Open. He's now looking to try and make his maiden match play semi-final on debut, emulating a dozer who was in that section of the draw as well. So I'm going to go Luke Humphreys to make the semi-final and play Johnny Clayton. Section three. This one is slightly easier, I think. Quarter-final comes down to Peter Wright against Jose de Sousa, in my opinion. And I think Peter Wright comes through it. Section four. This is the easiest one of the lot. Michael Van Gerwen cruises through to it comes through semi-final. And I'll tell you the reason why, before everybody goes, MVG's finished, MVG's been in the pool throughout the whole year. Let's not forget this. He made, a, he made a UK Open semi-final. It took 111 average from Humphreys to beat him. Let's also not forget the fact that to get rid of MVG at this tournament, very you basically have to play well in those first two rounds. If he gets into the latter stage of the tournament, when it's 16, 17 leg games, that's where he shines. I don't think Damon Hetter at the moment is in the greatest of form. I also don't believe that Daryl Gurney or Ian White will be able to knock him out, although I appreciate, of course, Gurney beat him in the Players' Championship finals over the same distance as it would be, first through 11 legs, in 2018. And I don't think that Gando will... I don't... I mean, Nathan Aspinall's got to win a game at a match play first, never mind think about reaching a semi-final. So for me, Michael Van Gerwen comes through this and I think he comes through it comfortably. We have Jar's semi-finalist Gob, section one. I, I, I know, I know who you are not picking. Yeah, I definitely know who you're not picking. <laughs> well, actually, there's two, there's two, there's two players in there that he's not picking. I'm not picking any of them. I'm not picking any of what you think, Jar. Well, here we are, semi-final lineup. Uh, Jar has gone for the ferret, Luke Humphries, Peter Wright, Michael Van Gerwen. We've got one the same. I know which one it is for you. Peter Wright. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> surprise, surprise. So, how are you seeing section, section one going then, Gob? Section one. Johnny Clayton loses to Dave Chisnell in the quarterfinal. Are you drunk? Are you still hungover from... Nope. I'm on. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm very good. Don't you worry. So you're going for Chizzy to come out of section Chizzy one. Se Are you mad? Are you bonkers? No, I'm fine. Chat room. He's, um, Chat room, he's, please. He's entitled, he's entitled to his picks. Section he's two. Yeah. Look, I, I don't think Vandervoort <laughs> is going to ask Opposing that much of a threat. Dimmy's got an absolute stinker of a game in him. And I think Johnny Clayton is going to have to go through two ridiculously tough tests 
to get there. I think Chisnell, at that point, with the experience of being in that venue, has the scoring power well, to match Clayton. We lost in the first round, not two years ago, at the same venue. Be all right. Be all right. Don't you worry. Still got three more kids. Take it easy. Section two, Bob. Uh, well, we section two will be a quarter final between what is potentially going to be the England World Cup team, James Wade and Rob Cross, with James Wade winning. Surprise, surprise. Section three, we all, we know how you're... Are you saying that Wright beats De Salza in the quarterfinal? No, I've got Wright to beat Bully Boy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I and just think De Salza's got to come through Clemens, which is tough. All right, sales tough for Smith as well, but I, I think Smith is, is due a, a good performance on TV. And section four, I think Damon Hetter beats Michael Van Gerwen. I don't think the pace will suit him. Michael wants to just get on and play the game at the minute. Hetter's finishing is solid. That has always been the best part of his game. He is effectively a James Wade from down under. I think that knocks oh. Michael out. At which point, it opens the door... For a Daryl Gurney quarterfinal, but he loses that to Gary Anderson. So you're going and no to make the semi final. Yes. Good evening, Chris. Good evening. Oh, 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 you just ruined it. I was going to absolutely hang up out there. I was going to ask him what he thinks Chris Abe is going to walk on to. You just ruined it. Ah. <laughs> earlier but we'll be picking you up for your first title win mate congratulations i hope all is good with you mate um yeah god you've, you've just been saved i was gonna, absolutely gonna ruin you <laughs> Why Why? You i love dobie's walk on i tell him every time <laughs> <laughs> can i just say before before we write god's pick down in pen i'm gonna let him down in pencil at this point you do realize that chizzy has never made the quarterfinal on the match play and has gone out before the quarter, sorry, he now made the semi-final of the match play, and he's gone out at the court at the before the quarter-final stage in three of the last four <laughs> match plays. Yeah, it's right, mate. It's coming home. Yeah, it's coming home. Oh. It isn't, is it? You lost <laughs> again. It's coming home. Also, Kurt says I'm not making any friends. I'm not here to make friends. That's not my job. I'm here to tell you what I think will happen. That's fair enough. Look, every, everyone is entitled to an opinion. It's what sport is all about, right? Section one. I'm going for Gerwin Price. I just think he outscores everyone in that section. Sorry, not the no, I'm series. Sorry, but I'm sorry. The time but is astronomical. Yeah. Um, and I just think that Johnny might have a mental block playing Price, being the World Cup captain and everything like that. I think that Johnny yeah. may have a mental block against Price, if it's those two, which is why I think Gezi comes through. Mm. Section two is an absolute lottery. 
lottery. I don't um, think it is. I don't think it I is. Do, because the, I, the, one, the one concern I've got with backing Wade like I have is if Wade for the first four legs of a match is only averaging 93, that's where he's going to stay be. and he will get punished for it. He has to come out the block to fire him both games to get to the semi-final. Or to the, I genuinely yeah, believe. I've got I genuinely believe that there's only three. But he loves the match play, and this is his. This is his thing. This is his thing. Like, he doesn't care about the world championship. He won't care about set play. He wants to win this. Yeah, those but those first three games, believe. section two. I can make a case for there's every four. player winning each game. I could no. I can only make a case for the, for four people coming out of that. I can make a case for four of them. And they're both Wade against Humphreys and Cross against Smith. Either one of those four can win it. I don't think the other four in that in that at the moment, with the way they're playing, can do it. See, look, but well, I'm, I'm going to go to the, the, the Glenn Durant Callum Ridge game. Well, everyone was saying it's the golden draw for Callum. And look, if you ask him, maybe not on camera, he'll probably say, "Yeah, look, if I could have picked someone, I'll pick Glenn because he's in no form whatsoever." But spin the narrative, like we've said, if you're Glenn. And you can pick any of the non-seeds. You want the boy on debut that's never been to the yeah. Winter Gardens before. And that's well, so that's on debut, but yeah, he's one of them. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I mean. So Callan, spin the narrative. It's a good tie for both. Callan, is the thing. Callan hasn't, yeah. and as well, Callan hasn't been coming into this on the back of much form. That he hasn't since the Pro Tour win. He hasn't really delivered that much on the floor. Well, he missed uh, didn't he? Missed Mr. Block and one one game and I know this. He, if he I know he listens sometimes, but he was slightly hung over after the England game. Was he? Everybody was slightly hung over after the England game. <laughs> My God. Um but That's anyway, right. still a bit hung over after the England game. Coming out of <laughs> section two. I saw enough. I'm going Rob Cross. I think that's not a bad shout. I don't think I saw, that's a bad I saw shout. I saw enough at the Super Series to suggest that he's there or thereabouts to come out of a good-looking section. I like it. I, that, the thing with Rob Cross yeah, at the minute I, is he's not going to go and smash anybody off the board right now. I, I don't think that 103, 104 average is there for... 10, 20 legs of a game, right? But he's going to throw somewhere between 95 and, and 99 and be difficult to beat. If you're going to beat Rob Cross, you're going to have to do it in style. You're going to have to do it with 15 dart holds a throw. You're going to have to do it with a 12 dart break, maybe here and there. You're going to have to produce something special to get past him because he's just going to be very, very solid. Yeah, massively. So, and look, like I said, I can make a case for every one of those players in that section to come through. Because they've all shown fits of form. Raven Effect, sorry, Buzzy. Raven Effect talks about Brendan Dolan. And look, I'm a massive fan of Brendan Dolan, especially since he's up creating the pace up. Absolutely love the chopper. But the cold, hard facts are this. The last time he made a quarterfinal in the PDC at a TV event was the World Championships in 2019. The last time he made a semi-final in anything was the 2016 World Cup of Darts, which is unranked. And the last time he made a semi-final in a ranked event was in 2012. It is, but is I've it, seen enough. How was he throwing? He had a different action back then, though. 
This change has just been absolutely massive. I saw enough from Brendan at the World and at the Super Series. He could go on and win, but I just think that's a tough, tough one to call. I can make a case for Ratajski beating him and vice versa. I can also see Brendan beating Ratajski. Real coin flip game, but I just think that Rob Cross is, I think he's solid enough and is going to come through that section. Section three, again, I, I think Wright beats. This is this is going to give me a round one, but I think Wright beats Noppet. But I think it'll be closer than what the bookies certainly have it. I think Noppet is solid, but yeah. I think Wright comes through it. Based yeah, on we said the, the same last... thing about Noppet eighteen months ago. Yeah. We wanted him in the first round eighteen months ago. He's been solid on TV, and if Snakey comes out with the mentality that he's got the wrong darts and starts chopping and changing, my pick is on the block. He's in the mud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I think Wright does come through it, but I think it'll be a lot, lot closer than, than what it suggests. Okay, that second one in there, the Joe Cullen we saw at the Super Series, Chris Davey beats yeah. him. Obviously, yes. we don't know what, what's wrong with Joe and whatever, and he said he had some stuff to go and sort out, and, and that happens in life to everyone. And I hope that Joe comes to the match play the best version of the rock star. But just on recent form and evidence, Chris Dobie, Joe Cullen, form-wise, I think Chris Dobie beats him. I agree. Uh, um, I think Bully Boy beats Michael Searle and Jose beats Clemens. Bully Boy beats Michael Searle? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, him too. I'm, I'm going semi-final. Look, everyone's going to say, I know my heart is ruling my head, but I'm going Michael Smith. But really? I think it'll be right. I think it'll be right, but I'm going with my heart. My heart says Michael Smith to make the semi-final. But it'll probably be right. Okay. Can you imagine if he beats Ryan Searle, Jose de Souza, Peter Wright, Michael Van Gerwen, and then Gerwin Price to win his first ever major? Sheesh. Yeah. That'd be like that's like Barney <laughs> What a run that um, would be. Then the, the the bottom half of the draw, again, I think. I think MVG beats Hetter. I think Hetter's TV form is a slight concern for me. He's finding a way to, to, to lose games. I mean, he TV. has won a PD or not TV. playing well on TV. His floor form agreed, but I, I just think that MVG will get rid of him in there. I'm going the dream quarterfinal, El Clasico. Yeah. And MVG Same. comes out on top. So I'm going um, Price, Cross, Smith, and MVG as my semi-final lineup. Actually, do you know what? Actually, I've just I just had a thought. I don't think I think that this is going to be going similar to what it was in the quarterfinals of 2019. I think that Gary Anderson will come through. Nathan Aspinall will lose against Mervyn King again in the first round, and Merv will go and beat Gary Anderson in round two, like he did in 2019, and will go and play a quarterfinal against Marco Van Gogh. I really think he will. Um, so yeah, um, Liam says, on what grounds does Smith beat Searle, guys? Um, because I think that Smith, I'm um, sorry, I think Searle is still not as convincing on TV as he is on the floor, and even on the floor, we see wobbles. He'll go and make a semi final and then he'll lose round one, round two the next day. If he's on, he is very, very good, but for me, Michael Smith is arguably one of the, the most talented players I have ever seen and I just think he gets it right here 
it's not even about Smith for me in this one. It, it's the possibility of Ryan So not being on. Yes, he's in fantastic form. Yes, he's been playing superb. But his miss just feels like a lot bigger than we see from a lot yeah. of players. I'm not sure if that's the way. I'm not sure if that's his action or anything like that. But if he loses his range, he feels like one of the hard, one of the players that will struggle the most to get it back. Yeah, because the it's, thing it's is quite well, a slingy action. Yes. Yeah. And let's not forget, just I know, I know Michael Smith hasn't been playing well recently. I'm not debating that. But let's not forget how beautiful the action looks when it's in, it's, when it's in motion. It's up there with okay. Gary's MVG. Again, on the, on the Super Series stream, when he played MVG, although he lost in a very good game, the action looked really good as well. Really good. I, I think I definitely think that Michael Smith's action, and I know God probably will probably say this. I'm being stupid because he analyzes action more than most. But I think that Michael Smith's action, when he's on it, when it's the proper Rolls Royce, he's up there, top ten of all time. How good that dart! How how he groups the darts that well. He can hit 180s for fun. The lad is yeah, just uh, sensational. He's doubling needs to improve. He doubling um, needs to improve, sorry. but scoring wise, brilliant. So, look, I can make a case for a lot of players to get through it. It's just a case of who we think, because there's a lot of players playing well. Um, so, completely agree. A lot of people saying they can see Searle beating Smith. Yeah, look, I, as a fan and a pundit, I can see Searle beating Smith as well, if he plays well. But I just worry about those little dips that, that he has. And I just think that boy gets his man. Um there's a bet. So before we buzzing, just really quickly, <laughs> just really, really quickly in that first round draw, there's about eleven games, eleven, maybe twelve, that I could probably go. Do you know what? I don't know who's gonna. I, I can't pick it. There's about eleven or twelve games in there where I'll go. Do you know what? I don't know which way this is gonna go. There's about four games that I can go there. I'm gonna go. Yeah. Do you know what? I know who I'm picking. Twelve of them. Oh yeah, toss I, of a coin. I completely agree. But if it, just just go through on that. Look, for me. Game one is very one-sided. I think yep. Gezi gets rid of Jermaine quite easily. Game two, coin toss. Game three, again, coin toss. I don't think it's as clear-cut as what everyone says. No, I think I think Dimi will beat him because of the way Devon's form has been. Then game four, again, that's a lottery. You never know what version of Chisnell is going to turn up. Same for Vincent. Well, that, they, Vince they could they could both average 104 or they could both average 88. Um, and you don't Ray know whether Humphrey... Vincent or one of them goes to Winter Gardens yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wade and Humphreys, I think, is a coin toss game. Wachowski yes. Dolan, I think, is coin toss. Cross Smith, I think, is coin toss. And I think Durham Ridge is a coin toss as well. From that half of the draw. Right, Second half of the draw. Right. Right, Noppet is closer than what the bookies have. It's certainly the way Noppy's playing. Yeah. Is right favourite, yes, but I think it's closer. Um, Cullen Doby, again, you can make a call for both of them, 100%. The same as Smith Searle. I think Jose beats Gabriel. I think that's the one that yeah. I'd be quite happy to say. I think, I think that happens. The same as MVG Hetter. I know God thinks it's going to be closer, but I worry about Hetter's TV form. So I think MVG does that fairly comfortably. Gurney White, again, coin toss, because they're both in no form whatsoever. 
Anderson bunting, bunting in great form. What Gary Anderson is going to turn up, we don't know. And the same as the bottom one, I think it's a coin toss. So round one, all our predictions could get blown out the window, guys. We're just saying what we feel and think. Yeah, that's the point. So look, I think they're all really, really close. Um, right. Um, so someone asked about Whitlock. He is just outside the, the top 16. I think he's the 18, I think. Um, 19. But, but don't be surprised if you see him in. Yeah, definitely. Look, we have to talk about it. It's happened in pretty much every tournament. The, the, the odds say that someone could fail a Cobra test. Of course, we don't want any of those 32 players to fail one. But the odds suggest that it could happen. Agreed. So, everyone, and the chat room, from your semi-finalists, who do we think is going to win the Betfred World Match Play for 2021 back at the hallowed Empress Ballroom at the Winter Gardens in Blackpool? Nice. Are we going to go semi-finals each and then final, like we did before, like normal? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, right. First of all, my semi-final is Johnny Clayton against Luke Humphreys. And I think Clayton beats Luke Humphreys to make his first ever Betfred World Match Play final. Peter Wright versus Michael Van Gerwen in the other in the other semi-final. <laughs> now, 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 now. This is tighter than I originally thought that it might be. This is very close. But I think after losing to him on the floor, we'll re-energise him. I think Michael Van Gerwen beats Peter Wright and makes the final of the Betfred World match play where he faces Johnny Clayton and Phil Bars. And you've not tapped me up on this. I know that. The 200, it will be 238 days will reset to naught. For the first time in five years, Michael Van Gerwen well, the first time ever he will lift the Phil Taylor trophy in its current guise. But Michael Van Gerwen, for the first time in five years, will be the Betfred World Match Play champion. Gop, no. from your final four, where are you going? Simple, simple, simple. James Wade beats Dave Chisnell. Always a step too far for Chizzy. And... Snakebite beats Gando, and then Peter Wright wins in the final because James Wade just starts too slowly and cannot find the extra gear. Hmm. Good luck to you. I don't see it, but... No chance. You've got no chance. (laughs) If Dave Chisnell makes makes semi-final of a match play, I I will buy your drinks the whole day when we're at uh, when we're at Trent Bridge in a couple of weeks, I'm that confident. Oh, to, to be fair, yeah, I, I think 
I think James Wade. All I've got, got a potential to get out of round one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we won't remember this in three weeks' time. We'll remember who we predicted to win the tournament. And when Snakey wins the tournament, <laughs> everything's good. Everything's good. <laughs> Dave Chisner will not reach the semi-final of the world match play. As I say, I am winning. Dave Chisner doesn't you. have to reach the semi-final for Peter Wright to win it, does he? That's what I'm telling you. I know, but the fact that you're picking Dave Chisel to reach the semi-final is that ludicrous. I will buy you your drinks all day at the cricket if that happens. I am that confident. Thank you. Have some faith. Um, just before I do mine, Harry says MVG has been so poor. Harry, go. I suggest you go back and look at some of the stats. I'll take inconsistent because 100% hmm. I'd agree with you on that, but not poor. In spells in the last Super Series, there were signs that it was... The, the scoring was as good as it's ever been. Inconsistent, just, 100%. Not being funny, genuinely. Not being funny. But we're talking about the man who averaged 107 in a UK Open semi-final and got beaten by a lad who was averaging 109. Let's not take the piss here. Yeah, funny, it's not isn't like it? He hasn't been... Funny, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> not good enough. <laughs> I guess don't like it. But the same John, with John, don't, don't, don't be mad. Don't be mad. Be better. Correct. Um, Don't be bitter, be better. I'm, I'm with you so, 100%. Same with England. <laughs> from mine, the world champion and the world number one beats Rob Cross to reach his first final. MVG beats Smith, and we have arguably the best game in world darts as the <laughs> final. Now, That'd be something <laughs> if they both play well, Gob, even you would like to watch that over the best of that. Even you. Yeah, Gob, would you not want to watch that best of, at the moment, best of 35 and potentially best of 41? No. I'd rather go down the Pleasure Beach and that's saying something in Blackpool. Oh, Beach but when, they're, when they're on, they are the, they're the <laughs> best two players by a mark. And the, the stream game they had, it was like, just stop the clock, stop the Super Series, just carry on, boys, and just play. Because it was just unreal. I think the final will be really, really close. Arguably, Mensa. No finals ever really, really close. People are edgy. No one wants to lose. No, I disagree. I, these two have won that much. I think it would be a good game. We'll see. But I'm agreeing with Jar. I'm going MBG to nick it. I'm talking by two legs. Like, I think it'll be genuinely close between the two. I saw enough. I mean, they're signed... both out four days before the final even starts. But yeah, we'll we'll go with that final. Uh, I just... <laughs> um... Peter, you you say that he's no longer feared. I disagree slightly because when you when you talk to players, they all still say he's the best. Yeah. I don't think the, the, the fear factor, I agree, isn't what it was. But they all know when he gets it right, they still worry. Because they still bring it up in interviews all the time. And if there wasn't that element yeah, of fear, they wouldn't bring it up. Roger Federer's still the best, but people go into games now against him going, this is my chance to have him, not scared of him. Federer's not for been example. the best for at least three or four years, lad. Novak Djokovic is the greatest player right now. No in the one world, likes Novak. And he's the greatest player to ever play the game. Right now. I can't stand the man, but you've got to put some respect on his name. 
Van Gerwen has not done great stuff, but let's not forget, he won a couple of TV titles last year and we caught that poor year for him. Do me a favour. Do me a favour. There's, there's, there's still signs that, look, even though he's lost in TV tournaments this year, we haven't had the dud averages that we had last year. It's the biggest Johnny Clayton to go 11 and 12 to beat him in the Premier League semi final. It took an inspired Luke Humphries to beat him in the UK Open. Luke and Chizzy of the World. And more, more importantly than that, more importantly than that, they were played over best of 10, best of 11 when you can really get at him. When it gets to a 16, 17 get, leg game, appreciate Whitlock beat him in the Grand Slam quarterfinal, <laughs> but MBG missed six match starts. Let's not forget that. Right. Yeah, and, and so people, people asking, or Missy says here, Phil Jarjak, do you think um, it will affect MVG um, mindset losing to Peter on the floor? If anything, I think he'll be sharper. The fact that he stayed over yeah. in the UK, has not gone home, and is putting in probably more in the build-up to the tournament than he usually would, I think it's a good thing. If the final goes 17-17, how many extra legs are allowed to be played for a winner to be determined? Well, they're allowed to play six extra legs to get to 20 all. If it gets to 20 all, then the seventh leg will be the deciding leg. So if it gets 20 all, whoever wins that 41st leg will be the back throw world match by champion. Correct. And also, this was released today. <laughs> Some of this schedule, by the way, is brutal. I mean, it's fair, actually. I'll, I'll let you in a little trade secret here, viewer and listener. I actually prepped this article beforehand thinking where games would be. And I got about six of the games right and in the slot right as well. So I've done pretty all right with this. But some of the picks, hmm, surprised. Yeah, the, the schedule is out. Um what, what, what do we think? We, um, we we were laughing and joking in our WhatsApp chat. We were trying to work out who they were going to keep for the Monday because they were always going to keep one, then they've ended up two of of the big four until the Monday. It, Price, MVG, Anderson and Wright, one of them were always going to play on the Monday night because it was a return of fans and they've ended up keeping two. Look, I, I really like the schedule. I'm amazed at the strength of the afternoon session on the Sunday. Absolutely amazed. Some of the games in there should not be on the afternoon stage. Not They should easily be. Look, whether you like it or whether you don't, the Sunday afternoon is the Sunday afternoon session is where, for want of a better phrase, the less glamorous ties go. Yeah. That should not... But they've also, they've also the, got to give some value for the punters that have bought tickets. Yeah, but so Cross versus Smith should be there. The sessions are in Cross the draws as well, which is just simple for them. They've just rearranged it in order of preference for those nights. It that. means that everybody progressing from that point has the same amount of rest. I get that. I, which, which I think is a, fair, which is a fair way of doing it, but... It's a shame because Cross versus Smith and Wade versus Humphrey should not be in an afternoon game. She just shouldn't. Mark says Sunday afternoon is prime drinking time. 
you have not been to Blackpool, my friend. That is the day when people in particular who have got the season tickets will come in after the first night going, Jesus, oh my Lord. We've got to do 10 that days. First, <laughs> yeah. After that first night, if you're a season ticket holder, that Sunday afternoon session is a recovery. Trust me. Also, as well, if, yeah. if the games go potentially how we think, Wednesday the 21st could be absolutely belting. Do you remember that that night at the match play? I always come back to it a couple of years ago, Barzi. The Tuesday yeah. night. Um, that Unreal. was, for me, the, the greatest session of darts I've ever seen live, ever. And yeah. three extra ties, including with, with the Dozen versus MVG game, and then Mervyn King coming out into an interview looking like an otter's pocket after beating Gary Anderson. Great night of darts. We need. I think we got back yeah. at about one o'clock in the morning, just exhausted. And that that Wednesday has got a chance to match it. I think personally, completely. Yeah. Look, I can't. I can't wait. That Wednesday could be so good. It's unreal. Um, so if you haven't got tickets, remember there are still some available for that Wednesday. When I say some. I'm talking about not a lot. Standing room only, as you can see. So, if you are in the neighbourhood and you want to come along, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, there are some standing room tickets left. Um, some great Denver, questions in a moment. Yeah, Denver says about that. Yeah, Denver says about the two-leg rule. What's the point if you have a sudden death leg after it gets to a certain point? It used to be you had to be two legs clear regardless. But what game was it that... It started on the Sunday afternoon and then finished Sunday evening. Yeah, there, there, there was one. Uh, uh, yeah, they, they had to cap it at some point, but it just gives players a little bit of extra time before they go to the sudden death. It's a bit like in tennis. Now they've brought it in in the slams, isn't it? That you can't go to 48, 47 and things like that. There, there has to be a cutoff point. Um. I don't like it at Wimbledon when it's a six-day match. <laughs> yeah. The Isner uh, versus Mahoud Connor, game, 198. <laughs> yeah, Connor, the match play is the only tournament where they actually sell stand, standing tickets. So you see all the tables, but then behind it, there's a area all the way along that you can stand. And it's good. Um, we'll come on to some more questions in that... Um, in a minute, but off the back of today, obviously we've talked about it as well. This man, Mensal Sulovic, will not be at the match play. With has withdrawn on doctor's orders, missed the last couple of Super Series, hasn't travelled. Look, we don't know the, the reasons why, and we hope Mensal is is all good and, and everything like that, but. When do we start getting alarmed that the amount of tournaments he's missing? And look, it's, it, it's obviously not down to him wanting to miss them. But all the time he's missing them, he's losing ranking money. And that's awfully hard to peg back, guys. Massively. The concern for me with Mensor is I've seen this before. I literally saw it last year at the back end of last year and all through last year and, and to some extent time before that. 
Kyle doesn't play darts anymore. He, he's not competing. Lost the motivation, yeah. etc. Like we genuinely don't know the reason behind why Mensah's not there. But we've seen him in the past turn down a Premier League because he doesn't want to travel for twelve or fifteen or whatever number of weeks it is. He's never been Peter Wright, for instance, who has got a ridiculous attendance record. Honestly, he'd be like the teacher's pet at school. He is there for absolutely bloody everything. Um, and I know that the tour nowadays, the way it's structured, the way it's set up, there are going to be crossover events, but there is also going to be the opportunity for the players to pick and choose their tour. But like I said, if you're going to be in that top 16, if you're going to stay in competitive form with some of the top guys in the world, you have to be playing darts. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at it. He's defending £112,000 this year, 48% of his money. You feel that? Already, the slip is down to 21 in the world. He's got another, he thinks he's defending fifteen grand here. And don't forget as well that you know he's got he's got Euro Tour money to come off as well at the back end of this year. Yeah. Um, look, Mentor's a a lovely top top guy, and I hope we see him back. Um, but as as Gob said, we've seen this before from from other players, and once that slide starts, it's very difficult to to stop. Arguably. It's only been Whitlock and Anderson that have stopped it, recomposed and got back up the table goal. That have slipped massively. I think you could put Mervyn King and maybe James Wade in that bracket as well. Wade never dropped as, as much as people expected him to have no. at one point, actually, to be fair. But um, Merv, Mervyn King's yeah, not but... that has corrected it. But yeah, we've, we've seen enough players drop off the tour, drop completely, or be fighting to keep tour cards once that slide happens. We're potentially seeing it a lot more with some players. And I'm not be funny, Mentor's in a similar age bracket to the ones we've seen drop off as well. Competing at the top level takes its toll, not only physically, but mentally. And at some point, after doing it for as long as players like Mentor have, there are other things to life than darts. Yeah, right. We're sat here on a darts podcast, chatting about darts, speaking like it's the only thing that matters in the world. But at some point, there are other things in life. And, and Mensal's had a, a fantastic career, possibly should have won a little bit more, but you could probably say that about every single player that's ever picked up a dart. Yeah, like I say, he's got a young family as well. Um, daughters, two, maybe coming mm -hmm. up three, um, around their. Their, their someone as well. So, a young family, his son, such a little bubbly little character. Um, we've seen him at, at, at the darts plenty. Um, look, I just hope that that we can see Mensor back in in the back end of the year. But he's going to go to a lot of qualifying tournaments um, now to, to get back to these kind of kind of events that we expect to see him at. Um, Definitely. So, yeah. Just um, before we move on, well, before I change this, go back to the chat room, I'm going to drop 
Just a little teaser. In oh, this will be dropping. Teaser. This will be dropping tomorrow. We're just going to drop you a drop. Just going to drop you a little soundbite, but this will be dropping tomorrow. Oh, I'm proud of what I've done, really, because I didn't put the practice in that those other players were putting in, like Phil Taylor, and that. I wasn't that dedicated. I put enough practice in to be good, and uh, I, I think I've done well. The man speaks. Jesus. This will be dropping. This will be dropping tomorrow. Terry Jenkins. Um, it's good to speak to him um, again. Remember, this will be on our YouTube channel tomorrow. Um, the one we dropped with Mace yesterday done great numbers, guys. And thank you very much for supporting us as always. Right, back to the the, the, the match play. Let's get the match play questions in. Um, Joe, I don't know if you've been scouring them whilst we've been talking, darting nonsense about the world match play. I've, I've looked at it. I mean, to be fair, this is one of the... This is one of the real interesting ones. Okay, uh, people, I know people have asked me and have asked everybody uh, and asked the other two as well about questions and all that sort of stuff. But for people who are new to the channel, what we normally do at this stage of the night is we do a thing called question time. Quite an easy feature. Basically, you put whatever question you want in the chat room and we'll try our best to answer it. If we know things, we'll answer it. If we don't, we'll tell you straight away. But I tell you what, Barzi, we should also tell you know things as well. What's that? Yeah, we know nothing. We know nothing. <laughs> we should also, but we should also tease a little thing as well. That obviously we're not going to have a live lounge next week because we'll be in Blackpool. But the live lounge after Blackpool, we do have some big news to drop. So make sure you join us for that as well because there is some big news to drop. Huge news to drop, but we will tell you more about that. Well, not really huge news, just some news. But we've got some news to tell you. So. Tell us that. So yeah, um, <laughs> no, why am I so damn cool? Is a question from G's Adventures. Uh, if you knew me, that would be further from you. Could not be further from the truth. Um, Barzi will tell you that far too early for you to be on the source over in Canada, mate. Sober up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Jonathan says, which one of the unseeded players will do best? Well, I obviously think it's going to be New Humphreys. Because I think he's going to make a, court, a semi-final, but the other two, what do you think? I'm presuming you mean the match play. I've lost it. I can't remember the draw now. Who's there? I'm just trying to fit in with what I've already gone with. That's the problem. There you go. Outside, outside, outside. As, if, as if by magic, a few swishes yeah. of the mouse. That's not our one. Oh, that's yeah, that's Doesn't a nice be. one. I like that. Yeah, but it's got the non-seeded ones all on one bit, so it's easier to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you What do you think, Barzi? Well, I haven't got a single non-seeded player in the quarter-final, <laughs> so I'm in a bit of trouble. With it. Um, I think potentially Luke Humphreys. Or if he beats Bully Boy and plays well, Ryan Sell. Um, Dobes as well. I think Dobes will have a good run. Could do. <laughs> do we think Ryan Searle is safe? No, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed there. Also, um, God, would 25 grand then I'm going to have to get to the match play? <laughs> no! 
But it would have been. All Chris Domi need to do was yeah. All Chris yeah, need to do was was get twenty five grand. No, because if the if the Cotton Mayer got twenty five grand, all right, albeit without Mensal pulling out, he wouldn't have been there. <laughs> also, uh, very very quickly, Mal Malachi asks, uh, "What walk on song is Doby using in Blackpool?" Is Kristen in the chat room? Because you can answer that question yourself, lad. <laughs> <laughs> Same one he's going to use for the rest of his life. Chris, please, please go back to the Premier League one. Please. If, you, if someone writes you a song, you don't just bin it off after one event, no matter how much I give him crap for it. At least let me bully him a little bit more first. Uh, um, well, it is one. Go on. Go on, Josh. Go on. No, no you go. Say, you talk go. Talk about walk-on walk music. Did someone say today that Does has given... Danny Baggish pump it up back. He has. Yes. Which hopefully means Does has got something in mind. And I would not be against a bit of Robbie Williams reappearing. Get that all Rock over DJ. my screen, please. Um, Rock DJ, please. An interesting one, though. I, I didn't expect that conversation to be going on behind closed doors, considering as it stands right now, Danny Baggish is not in a TV tournament. Yeah, and I'm actually guy because I wanted Baggish to come out to Hulk Hogan. I'm a real American. <laughs> um, also, here's one for you, for you, Gob. Tugboat asks, do you drink champers and eat truffles when he's on the road with you guys? Hashtag the tungsten toff. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a fucking thing. That's not a thing. It I was drinking not. Audi beer yesterday. Uh, it was a one-off because it was a gift from work. So what happens when you work for the biggest cosmetic company in the world for another two days? The tungsten toff. That's your new nickname on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Curtis says, if Humphreys gets in the semis, he'll have one foot in the Premier League because he got in the UK Open final. No. No, he won't. And the reason for that is that even though he's in the UK Open final... It won't matter one bit. You need to get in a world final, really, unless the titles Ooh. aren't shared around. No, if the titles aren't shared around, then he's got a chance. If the titles are shared around again, then he definitely hasn't. Not with a final. Not with the UK yes. final. You'll need a world final. The only contender to ever win, plus a major yeah. final and a major semi-final. Yes, but um, he, will, he won't he get in with that yeah, but but he won't get in. More than Jose. The titles are shared around. Sky can be fuming next year, by the way. Can I please refer you to the conversation that we cannot repeat, but you heard in said press room? No, I know that, but... He ticks the boxes. The what, is the, what is the unwritten rule of the Premier League? What is the unwritten rule? Tell me. If you win one, you're in. I agree. Look, if there's right. if there's different major winners, it'll be tough. But if there's not, absolutely, then he's got a shout. But you, I say, you, you, you I, don't, I don't think you ever quite believed me until you heard it that night, did you? No, I, I don't disagree with you. But <laughs> my point is, is this. my point is, is this that unless that's what I'm saying is that unless he goes and if he wins one, he's in, no doubt about that. But unless he makes a world final and the titles aren't or the titles aren't shared around. 
then he's got a chance of making the Premier League. I'm not debating that. But until such time as that happens, we can't say that he's going to have one foot in the Premier League if he reaches a match play semi-final and a UK Open final. Dirk made a World Championship quarter-final and a World Grand Prix final. And he didn't get in. Appreciate tiles are shared around, but he didn't get in. And Wadey's already booked his place in there anyway, God, uh, Barzi. Well, Wadey, well, at the minute, he's top four and he's UK Open winner. Yeah. Plus, Clayton's already yeah. won two of the TV titles so far. I mean, even if he's Sousa's not in. Not if, the match play, if the match play goes to a top four player and one of the rest of the titles for the rest of the year goes to a top four player, Luke Humphreys has every chance. If he's what about top Jose four, will be in. However, if he's not, he's used up his UK Open one this year. That's just the way it works. No, he hasn't. That's a lie. He hasn't. We'll see. Jo- also, Jose de Sousa has got has got to be in the in with the shout of it as well. I appreciate Barzi. Don't look at me like that about Jose. Don't look at me like that. Don't. We know we can't repeat it. We know we can't repeat conversations that have been next. However, why are we talking Premier League already? However, uh, as Premier League runner up, he has to get first dibs on it if. If the titles aren't shared around. Um, Next, <laughs> Jonathan. No, unwritten rule of the Premier League. Barry is always right. No, that's the unwritten rule of the PDC. Rule number one of PDC yeah. darts. Barry is always that's, right. That's just yeah, PDC darts, not Premier League. Um, <laughs> uh, Denver says here. Do you guys have a prediction to win the World Seniors next year? Um, Martin Adams, if he can sort his shoulder out. Look, I think it's a long way out yet. But all I'll say is, I think the players that have been playing competitively are going to have a huge advantage. I was really impressed with Kev Painter last week. Oh, solid. Few loose darts in there, but his ceiling is still ridiculously high. Yeah, I know. Wait a minute. You two waffle. I'm just going to tee up another picture. Two seconds. Well, here's one. Well, we do that. Have you got his new darts? Have you? Nice. Uh, no, I've, I, could, I could probably get them. I'm going to tee up something else. Let me tee up one, and then I'll see if I can find them. Uh, Tug says the unwritten rule of the Premier League: don't pick Michael Smith. <laughs> Bars, that's harsh. <laughs> Just watch Barzi um, explode. Uh, if he's not in, if he's not in the Premier League next year, he'll be fuming. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seventeen. I'm gonna go seventeen different places. What's that? If he's not in, I'll have my say. He's got to win a TV tournament, like Jose did, like Dimmy did. You know, all the rest of them that made it into the finals this year, apart from Gary. Um, any does any idea what ref uh, the refs will be there? Uh, presume Nobes is going. I know George is there. Uh, from speaking to Kirk last year, I think it was his turn to miss the match play last year, but then eventually he came back in. But I don't know whether, I don't know whether what Hinksy's going to do. Is Hinksy ever going to turn up at a PDC event again? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I know. I know George is there. Um, but. The rest, I am unsure. Um, what I was going to say, whilst we were talking about KP, forgot to say earlier, how yes. good 
was Fallon Sherrick last week on the live league. Craig mentions that in the Unreal. chat room as well. Fantastic stuff. Unbelievable. Brilliant. Unbelievable. From the Wednesday onwards, we saw ton-plus averages, high 90s averages, and she, the final, she didn't drop a leg till the semi-final got. She dropped one in the semi and three in the final. Yeah, she dropped four legs all day. Played 20, yeah. won 16, lost four against yeah. two former world champions, <laughs> a former youth world champion. <laughs> she couldn't miss. She actually couldn't miss. It was just ridiculous. Like 4 0, 4 0 in the group. I was absolutely astounded by that. And she just got oh, back Um I'm just tearing up another picture while you're there as well. I found the one you wanted to see. So two seconds. I'm getting good at this Peter's working on the fly bit. Peter, it's an interesting question, actually. We can't. Say exactly how you said it, but you know, yeah, anyone in the chat room can see it. Do you think dyslexia? Uh, do you think Jesus has number dyslexia? I would have thought that, that if they if they'd have come out and said that, I wouldn't expect them to lie about that. Personally, <laughs> like, mate, like, if that is the case, then you know, fair enough. Is it God's honest uh, truth? God. You want to see lie about that? Because they just wouldn't. They just wouldn't lie about it. But that's just my opinion, anyway. Ooh. They are the new darts that Kevin Payne is throwing, and he's throwing with the knurled grip ones. I hate knurled grip. I had a set of Colin Lloyd's at one point. They were mean. He said he said he loves them. He said he's throwing both, and he loves the knurled ones. Mm. Well, he looked, he looked well, yeah, great. Them. The way they were sticking up. Is the number of two treble visits he had in in the days that I, I watched him play was ridiculous. Don't get me wrong; the third dart was often quite loose. He's had a lot of one two ones and a lot of one two fives, and and that third dart was very very loose. But that first one's in the treble segment. He is going to cause a lot of people a lot of trouble. Completely with you there, a hundred percent. To be fair, I might keep this up and. We have to get some fly pictures up. We'll get some up. Mm. Oh, now, now, now we can do it on the fly. <laughs> now we can do it on the What's fly. What's the walk-on situation with the match play? I presume, Reese, the walk-on situation with the match players. We're back to full walk-ons. I haven't seen the floor layout, but I guess the tables are in exactly the same place as normal. They'll still be walking on. I don't think you can do it any other way. No. Um, the, the fact that there's a crowd back in and that sort of thing, yeah, they might. Uh, well, for the first two nights, everyone might have to stay in their seats. It might just be a bit of music and everybody singing. There might not be allowed around the barrier, which would be absolutely stupid. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I expect the war concepts to be in this. To, to turn around a venue like that overnight um, for the sake of two days. I know we saw it at the World Championships, but that was sort of needs must because that got curtailed at the last minute. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yes. agreed. Um, where 
Um, KR3 throws and says, um, who were the um, pissed off players that didn't get an invite to the World Seniors? The very vocal one was Peter Everson and Ronnie Baxter are the two that I've seen that weren't happy. I'm, see, have you seen any others go or not? No, I think they're the, they're the two that stand out that have voiced their displeasure. Um, look, it, it's a limited field. I'm not going to make excuses for who makes the decisions. It, 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 it's not us. Um, choices are, were made for a reason, and, and that's the field. Yeah. There's there's two ways to react to it. You either kick off, go to the qualifier, and try should and have been there, or, or you go back. to a qualifier, prove people wrong, and then be there the next time. Completely. Yeah. Um, good question here from Mark. Um, do you think post-COVID, Eddie will make a difference to darts, um, or will it just be the same as it was pre-COVID? For me, there's already, already signed Eddie's influence. It might not be. It might not be immediate, but yes, <laughs> I think there will be. Yeah, so he's already making a difference. And there's already signs. Ted Everett's of, piece on on the other side of history. The Danny Baggish piece on his story. You've got um, Jackmate, the YouTuber, doing the lesson with Peter. Right, I believe they're going to. Jackmate and Pieface are going to play on stage at the match. But we've seen that from cricket before, but. I tell you what, if those YouTube boys do clips around it, the hits and stuff that they can generate that will bring a completely new audience to the sport, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, the influence that British YouTubers have on this population is staggering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ollie says, do you think any of the players will dress up for their walk-ons in front of the fans? Um... Yeah, I think the one that is I'm sure that look, I think it, they just want to get back to normal now. Um, so the, let's just get the first three days out of the way, and then Monday I'm expecting normal. Yeah. Um, um, do we think Leighton Bennett can get any online darts? Like, he's not old enough. He's not old not enough, old enough he has to play to be 18 like or over. Um, so that one won't be happening for a while, unfortunately. Um, but whilst we're talking Reece, about him... how long before... I've got him. I was about to say, JDC. whilst we're talking about like, great to see him back playing well again on, on the JDC. Yeah, one, JDC two, was really Yeah. Um, I haven't seen and, any averages. I'll just... Um, Henry Coates. Him and Luke, Henry Coates one, I'm Is sorry. it Luke Lettler? Is that how you pronounce his name? Luke Those Lettler. two have been the real... Yeah. They've been the real standouts on the JDC, and it's been great to see... Um, I know we yeah. spoke, spoke, no, we spoke about it earlier. The CDC was also very good on PDC TV as well. Really enjoyed Danny watching Lowby. that. Danny Lowby, who was obviously sensational in the World Championships, sensational again on the CDC, would not be surprised now at all if he was to be uh, one of the representatives here in, uh, for North America at the World Darts Championship again. Sensational. Can't lie. I only saw one game and it was Chris Lim and that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the first stream defense they've done that level, it looked very good and everything like that. And I was supposed to be, I thought, I finished the live league and I was like, go home and go to bed, go home and go to bed, go home and, go home and, go home and watch the darts. Michael says, are there no COVID tester players anymore back to normal? Oh no, this is the last tournament where COVID tests are going to be mandatory. So 
anybody anybody potentially who could have been at a, a major sporting event in the last couple of days? Mm. So long to say. Hashtag delete the app. Yep. <laughs> delete the app. Get rid of it. Yeah, but they're all outside, weren't they? There's no way they're co- as, as we discussed in our group chat yesterday, close contact means something else these days, doesn't it? According to fans. It certainly wasn't a far repeat. We can maybe do that on online darts after dart with a subscription service, but we can't repeat it here. <laughs> oh. The only fans yeah. of darts. Yeah. Uh, Reese, how long does, how long before a game starts, let's say 7.15, when will the player arrive at the venue? Well, if it's Merv King, he'll have been camped there for three days on the practice board. <laughs> 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 and it's Merv King. Do you fair, though, uh, he hasn't been looking at Blackpool yet, whereas a lot of the Dutch boys have. A lot of the Dutch boys have invaded Blackpool. Yeah, they haven't gone home. Sensible. It's easy enough to get over. Um, um, a couple of hours, maybe five hour five. Depends how much practice the players want. It depends what they've been doing throughout the day. People have gone and got food and whatever. Um, depends what time they get. For the early game, they might be in from four, just to be in and around the venue, have a walk up on stage before the session and that sort of thing. Once fans are allowed in, most of them are pretty much backstage on the practice board. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say most like around three hours. They're not, they're not yeah. practicing for those three hours, but they like to get in, have a mingle, just have a have a chat and, and whatever. So I'd say most to get there around three hours before because so the bigger ones, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but the bigger names also have a lot more post-game media, sorry, pre-game media to do as, as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... They might be Well, you think about it, right? You think about, again, let's take him for example. I'm sorry about this. You talk about the green machine, right? Pre-game stuff, you've got to do sponsors work, which when it comes to the match play, you know that Betfred are there early because one of, they are one of the best, if not the best at what they do in terms of the amount of Betfred TV and all the rest of it. So I, so they're there early doors on the, on the balcony of the match play. you then got RTL. You've got his own. You've got Sky. You this year I talk sport too. There's that much stuff to come in that they'll be there from about one o'clock onwards. I think. Be mental. Yeah. G says uh, I want the after hours version of online darts complete with the lads drinking. I would pay for that. Maybe that's the big news that we're announcing next Monday. Spoiler uh, alert: It's definitely not. <laughs> but you, you never know. That? We could have. That. I think, I'm thinking though. Yeah, we could we could potentially do that. That'd be good. Yeah, look at the look on Gob's face. He's like, I get in trouble now, let alone without the after. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason that sports people release autobiographies when their careers are finished. <laughs> oh, to, to, Let's to not fair, anyone that... bury ourselves before we've even started. Anyone that's not listened to it already, it's not an autobiography, but Wayne Mardle's book is actually very, very good. Um, doesn't hold any punches around certain things, which is interesting. It, uh, it certainly, that's certainly something that's going to keep me on, entertained on the drive up to Blackpool on Sunday afternoon. First two chapters, he bashes a certain manufacturer, that's for sure. Does Read he? To find out. Really? That, Wayne, do that? Never. Uh, <laughs> <that> asks... <laughs> Go on, Daniel. 
Is, is that the big news, Barzi? Is it hell? I like going on holiday three times a year. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Adams says, do you think the world ranking system is fair? No. We, we, we cover this pretty much every other week. Of course they're not. Too many flaws, protects too many people. Um, no, don't like it at all. Um, Boise says, after hours drinking live from Blackpool Pop World. <laughs> God. Do you, do you remember the, do you remember last year? Well, I was going to say last year. It's not last year. It's two years ago. Do you remember that bar? It was about half one in the morning. How, uh, how drunk a, a certain couple of PDC officials were. They shall remain, remain nameless. I think that's going to quickly. Well, I went to the bar to get the shots. Yes. 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 That was a, that was a very... I do, like, I do like a Jager bomb. Hey, can we, can I, can we do, can we guarantee this? You know, you know, the first night that we're allowed back out, you know, on the 19th of July, we're allowed back out to play. Yeah. Can we just go and bugger it? So can we just go and find somewhere to go and just get absolutely blasted? I appreciate the Tuesdays well, a little bit, but night. plenty of places in Blackpool. Well, can we? Do you know you 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 know I'm five minutes away from the Winter Gardens, so just dump your stuff at mine, and we're going out, and we're getting uh, plastered on Jaegers. Sorry, God, but you can come if you want. <laughs> I'm alright, mate. I'll pass on Jaeger. I'm not allowed that. <laughs> you not? Anybody else? Anybody uh, else up in Blackpool? Well? Anybody else up in Blackpool? Uh, you're more than welcome. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Um, DB says, um, what do you think why so many of top players are having problems at the moment, i.e. White, Chisnell, Gurney, Ratajski, Whitlock? I believe Ian White, has been, he's had an injury for ages. I, I, I think that's causing him an issue. Um, I think a lot of it is COVID. I think... There was a massive period of time when all there was was to play at home. Some players don't like practicing at home. Some players don't like that competition of of not being around people. That was a long, long period of no face-to-face darts. There's no opens. There's no local leagues. There's no Super League or anything like that for them to be practicing at home. A lot of players would just use that as practice. Don't be fooled by the amount that these players tell you they practice. Right? Because... Don't be wrong, a lot of them do, but there are definitely a group, I'd, I'd say at least 30%, don't put in more than an hour a day or don't put in more than five hours a week of, of just practice at home alone. They will play competitive darts, even if it's just the best of four or, or whatever, locally. They've already done yeah. their 10,000 hours or they're already working up towards it. Like when all you've got to do is throw a dartboard. It gets boring. It can be a struggle. If you start playing badly, that's what you've got to think about. They, they just relax and just throw enough to keep their arm in, keep the sights in, and, and when they need to put a serious slog in, they will do it, and they get the balance right. A lot of, oh, I do this amount of hours a day, is because nobody wants a player to see themselves get beat on TV and then the sponsor's going, well, you admit you didn't do anything. At least that's where Gary's honest. Yeah. Yeah, but people are still going to back Gary Anderson because he's Gary Anderson. He's commercially viable. He's been there and he's done enough. For players that are up and coming, the only criticism you can ever have of a player 
that's maybe somewhere between 16 and 48 in the world, if they're not practicing at home, is why aren't you practicing? And it just doesn't work for everybody like that. Yeah, well, again, the exception is obviously Whitlock, where he plays in everything possible, whether it's a 100 quid comp mm-hmm. down the local, online or wherever. He, he plays all the time, which would be good. Yeah. Jonathan says, could this, could this be the best match play of all time? No, cannot. Tell you the reason why. I don't think anything will ever top, for me, what was the greatest tournament in the history of darts, the 2018 World Match Play. I will fight anybody that tries to disagree with me on this. That, for me, nine darter, 170, flygate, Jeffrey Desvan beating Mark Van Gogh out of nowhere for a second time in the uh, second time in the calendar year, and then Gary Anderson winning match again against Mesutovic and arguably the greatest match play final that you'll see, apart from possibly Taylor versus Lewis in thirteen. That's the reason why I don't. I genuinely don't think not just a match, but I don't think a darts tournament can top that. That was unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, um, Jamie says. Uh, will we ever see MVG dominate back at the top again? Do you think um, it'll no. be as ruthless as you were before? No, I don't think anyone will dominate again. Will he win tournaments? Absolutely. But we've said this numerous times. For me, the ceiling has come down, but the floor has come up. I, I, I don't think the, t- the top end is as good as what it was four or five years ago. You think about that Lewis Anderson final in the World Championships for a kickoff. That game's unbelievable. You think of Anderson Taylor in the World Final. That was ridiculous. You think of other great finals. You think of the semi-final between Taylor and Lewis. I just, I'm with you. I don't think that we will see the likes of those kind of games again very often. Um, I think the last truly brilliant game that I remember watching ironically was the last time that we had a full crowd in the uh, at a, at a major tournament that UK Open final between Marco Van Gogh and Gerwin Price was utterly sensational in 2020 that was probably the last game that I can remember thinking that to, that's a that's a not just a Sky Sports goal game but a guaranteed Sky Sports goal game yeah um I don't think we've done this one yet, which I quite like. Uh, Parlasan, which dark player is the worst nickname? He says Chris Dovey. I disagree with that a bit, but worst nickname. Whew. Do you know what? There's a actually, few. Do you know what? I, I, I'm actually going to... MVG's up there because I wouldn't have Mighty. I'd have the Green Machine because everyone calls him that. Yeah, but that was a nickname that Sky gave to him, though, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, but I'd still, I'd still have that over Mighty. Um, Northie's um, up there, just Northie. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Um, um, I mean, does Dirk have a nickname? Yeah, he's the over genius, whether he likes it or not. Yeah, but well, he's not though, is he? No. What was his I name? I think Nothing he may have changed right? it. The Titan? Is, is it a Titan? 
Yeah, yeah Noppy's not Noppy. Yeah. Noppy's not Noppy anymore. He's the freeze. Which is awful. Oh, um, Steve Vellin's new one. Scuba. Yeah. That's terrible. What? What is that crap? Hi, Steve, if you're watching. That's up there. Uh, Scuba. Magpie. William O'Connor. Not, not great. I don't like Luke Humphreys either. I don't like Cool Hand. No, I, I, it's Star Wars, isn't it? Appreciate it for you know for people who like that sort of stuff. I was going to say nerds then, but yeah, I'm but I just think of Scott but... Rand. Uh, I'm not, I've never watched a minute of Star Wars. Miserations. No one wants to think of yeah. Scott Rand. Oh no, absolutely <laughs> tall. But I just every time I think of, I just think of that. Um. Good evening, Chris. Yeah. Are we doing, Mace? You all good? Recovered? And did you miss the turning on the way home Saturday? Tell you what, uh, mate, absolute unreal job for two weeks. But your eyes in the final, I, I felt fear. <laughs> I felt fear. Oh, yeah, it was um the long Do shift. It's that- not a thing, tugboat. Do you think that someone could ever be better than Taylor MVG? Well, of course they can. Records are there to be broken. Do I ever think that anyone will touch Taylor's 16 titles? Absolutely not. But as we have repeatedly said on this show, it's not about the records. It's about who is who is the best player that you see pick up a dart and the competitive era that they're in. And do I think that someone can come along and be a better dart player than Phil Taylor or Michael Van Gerwen? Yes, I do. Because you never know what the future holds. Uh, Damon says, is John Boy Walton going to be in the seniors? Yeah, absolutely. He's in. It's all good. (laughs) Um, Well, good question. I don't think they're ruling this one. Tommy says, if it took five minutes to release three darts, would it be allowed? I don't think there's anything in the rules. No. The crowd would be. I don't think there's any logical reason for why it would take that long, though. And at that point, is there not a. um, What's it called? At the referee's discretion, that it's unsportsmanlike. Well, I mean, if it was like Barry Van Peer though in the Grand Slam a few years know. ago. That's what I mean. It's it's at their discretion, isn't it? Like Barry Van Peer yeah. is, is not through choice. If no, somebody I mean, no, around throwing one dart, going back to the crowd, and, and whatever else. Oh, to be fair, um, Mentor was close to the world. He was probably three and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely used to see a guy practice at Nottingham Riley's who, no word of a lie, took one minute and 36 seconds to throw three darts. Bet you'd wow. be fuming about that. I've never played a game against him. Nice man. Wolverhampton Wanderers fan. Poor bloke. Um, never knew his name either. Um, but yeah, just. <laughs> Justin Pipe saying we don't need slow players. 
<laughs> Very good. Very good. Good point, well made. Um, Very good. Yeah, it was um, well, it was good. Yeah. Mace, we spoke about Mace, the fan earlier. Before, we... before we go, very, very quickly, Mace, who do you think will win the match play? Haven't I know? I haven't asked him I yet. I know who's going to say. I know who you, yeah, I know, I know you think you, I know you know, but who does Chris Mason think he's going to he's going to win the match play? I know, I know who Mace is going to say. Is he going to say the same as us? Yes. Right. Fair enough. Um, and we were talking about, well, right. we were talking about earlier, how good I say we spoke about it, but Fallon was just unreal last week. It was like she's back. And great news, by the way, we haven't talked about a lot about obviously the Chris Mason video that we had um, did great numbers, but great news that he's coming out and playing in the scene. This qualifier, great to see yeah. Mace back out and playing. And no, we, um, we had a little practice in the practice room. Mace's action looks really good again. Looks looks really good. Six one eighties in half an hour. Look good. The old Eric Bristow, the old Union Jack flights, our proper lakeside old school dart. It was good. Well, he says MVG. He says MVG. Yeah. So that's not a surprise. I think uh, to be fair, we've basically covered everything now in the last two hours. So I think I think last couple it like there. Uh, last couple. Any last of the last, and we'll get them done. Last orders. Yeah, he said last orders. Last orders at the bar, please. Last orders. Ding, ding. Uh, Joe Cullen for the match play. Uh, a couple of months ago, I'd have agreed with you, but not from what I saw at the Super Series. Um, catch the odd morning, Ramones. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, Martin's just Rolls Royce. Absolutely. Just couldn't have double on Saturday, but that happens to everyone. Scored well. Um, just couldn't hit a double. Happens to me. Look, Gary's one of the rare players that can rock up with no form and do something like that. Yeah, he did it last year. You about this. He made the final of it last year and he made the final year. of the World Championship. Yeah. But let's be honest, he was an absolute outsider for both. Yeah. Oh, he made the final of the biggest good. two events of the year. Good question from... Um, Tommy here. Are the dates for the Worlds out yet? No, but I think there might be an announcement during the match play about the dates and ticket sales. It is. I, it's I around, this sort of time. around this time. Yeah. I think um, what so you'll see, you'll see probably the dates will be similar to last year. They might start on the Tuesday or Wednesday, but they'll have the first part of the world's before Christmas and the second one after because they'll get the 3rd of July sorry 3rd of July 3rd of January next year is a Monday but it'll be a bank holiday because New Year's Day falls on a Saturday anyway so they might be the 15th to the 3rd of Jan that's what I mean look we can you can roughly work it out it's just a question of where they got what date they want the final on and then working it back from there so within a couple of days we can know when it is Kieran makes a good point. Says, "Yeah, no, we haven't asked that answer that question. So sorry about that, mate. Um, do we think that Chris Doby came out the top sixteen? Yeah, yeah. He needs to probably win the event. He needs to win a TV title or make a couple of finals. But why not? Absolutely. Um, Karen says, Ronnie Baxter did my yeah, own. Was comfortable top ten by winning bugger all. TV was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Maybe one euro to all that's, that, that, that's a good question. I know it's been COVID and whatever, but COVID has completely changed the dynamic of the world ranking. And it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Because you look, we've had no Euro tours for 15 months or very limited. And look at the huge change in the rankings. Some players probably banked on between 50 and 70 grand a year just on Euro tours. Yeah. And that hasn't been there. So the, 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 the dynamic of the rank, world ranking for me has changed a lot as well. Um, Definitely. Michael says, is Barney making it to the Worlds? Yeah, easily. Yeah. He's there. Uh, he's close to the Grand Prix now as well, isn't he? Yeah, yes. it's 500 quid, I think, behind Chris Dobie at the moment. Where yeah. is he? Yeah. He's 500 quid behind Chris Dobie. Daryl Gurney's 250 quid off those. So it's going to go down to the wire, that race for the Grand Prix at the moment. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be great. And, of course, Leicester, the new home of the World Grand Prix this year. Yeah, anybody got to beat Leicester? Let's say, anybody, uh, anybody would think that we broke the news first, Barzig? Hey? Uh, that went, also, that went down well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that went down really well with the, with, with, with the, the powers that be. All I will say is, is that if you've got tickets, we will see you obviously in Leicester. Sunday the 3rd yeah, and 2nd uh, of October. Michael says here, good question. Um, what and where is the COVID issue with the players? Has Clearmacker stayed for the four days in Blackpool? I don't know is the honest answer. Um, I'm guessing Reece, Jermaine must have stayed as well. I reckon Jermaine must have stayed. Must have done. Must have done. By Just the way, that if it, are you are you sure? By the way, Reese, have you had to boost it? Ah, I only got him eleven to two on a boost. Still would though. That's a that's a dumb decision. Oh, don't worry, Reese. We always gamble responsibly. ちゃんとやってないバックノーなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんかなんか
if if we know anything about the man, it's he knows how to prepare for a tournament. Um, Jonathan says, we answered this last week, we'll do it again. He says, could they hold the World Cup in this country and they have full crowds? Look, if there's no crowds in Germany, they will move it. And they will move it to wherever they can get the biggest crowd in. Budapest. Budapest. Cardiff. Silly, silly people. Budapest, to be fair, right? That wouldn't be make wouldn't be too bad of a move to move it to Budapest because of the Euro tour happening the weekend prior. Jim, so it could be getting moved. I'm thinking Reykjavik to go with a uh, European Tour three. Yeah, yeah. Some, and he's qualified for some random city in Europe. Reykjavik, crack <laughs> off. All we'll say is, but, you know, after that, um, after Iceland, we're going to get the, that massive thing though earlier this year. It might be the World Cup after all. Yeah. Um, right, everyone. We are just about there, I think. What an absolute show. It's been numbers through the roof. Thank you very, very much for listening to us waffle about the Super Series and our match play preview. Remember, we've got the Terry Jenkins interview dropping tomorrow. We gave you a little teaser earlier on. That is dropping for your pleasure then we can't wait. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of the coverage. It is going to be fantastic at the match play. We've got everything covered for the 10 days in Blackpool. We've also got the mad stuff as well for you. We're not going to miss anything here. Going to be great. I've been Phil Bars. I've been joined by Jonathan and Jack Gobby Garwood. As always, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure to have you on board. This has been your Monday night. We are now signing off and we will see you very, very soon. Thank you.